Health, history, the facts, the truth. This is Linda Smith looking at the tentacles of racial and ethnic health disparities. The question, how did we get here? Looking for the answer of how do we get out? This is Linda Smith. Welcome back, health partners, as we continue our journey exploring the tentacles of racial and ethnic health disparities. How did we get here? How do we get out? That's the question. That's two questions. Health partners, let's continue exploring the, the many dark, damp crevices and cracks of racial and ethnic health disparities based on the social determinants of health and the horrible conditions our ancestors were subjected to during the months-long journey in the lower casements of the trading ships for the systems known as the transatlantic slave trade from the west coast of the African continent. Now hold on to that because we will explore the east coast trade, but we're going to stay focused right now on the west coast trade from the African continent. Last we talked and gave pause as we looked in the deep dock holding cells of those captives who had to wait and to wait to be then transported to the Americas. The Cape Coast castles in Ghana, we talked about that. We also know about Gory Allen in Senegal, known as the Door of No Return. Research says, and let's always refer to documentation, we need to have the correct information. It was known as the Slave Coast, a historical part of the coastal West African country. Along the Bight of Biafra and the Bight of Benai, located between the Volta River and the Lagos Lagoons. So this is where these ports were. Not only the ones we know about, as I said earlier, but there are more. These locations held our ancestors. They held human beings, but we were not treated as humans. So let us pause here and get our place and share in the experience on this Volta River. During my trip, I told you I, I had the opportunity to go to Ghana, and our group did a day excursion, and the feeling I had while on the boat was not serene, no way. I was again angry with this unsettled feelings that would not go away. It was until we returned to land that I began to reflect and, and put it all together because I felt the mouths and the mouths of the chain walking with dirt and body excrements and pains of hunger and pains of the shackles on our wrists and ankles and necks of our ancestors. That's what was going on. How horrible the conditions they were made to walk to. 
and then put in these castles, these holding cells, these deep, dark crevices. I shared with you the walk to the creek. It was called the last bath. I looked at my picture there, and again, the anger on my face so tight. And the rest of the colleagues that traveled with us, how much did our ancestors endure? The horrible conditions that still exist today in our generations, from generation to generations. How did we get here? But most importantly, how do we get out? There were other ports holding our ancestors, and I'm just going to call the names because our people were there. And Grand Popo, Jaquin, Porto Nova, just to name a few, again, where the ancestors were held after being taken from, just do our relationship here, from our communities, from our tribes, from our homes. How does that correlate to what we have today with the cities that we live in, the communities that we live in? This is carried over, these disparities today, the brokenness of our families, the brokenness of our communities, which affect the health outcomes of our cities and state. It's all continuation from the transatlantic slave trade. Hmm. Our souls, we can hear the ill treatment of our experiences that our ancestors had to endure. Before the ships loaded, while on the ships, and once landfall was made, it became even worse. Health partners, are you listening? This carries as fodder for the ethnic and racial health disparities we experience today. Again, how do we get here? Oh, my soul aches. Once the ancestors were pushed onto the ship, still chained, the placement below the deepest level, the darkest parts of the ships, packed in with no room to move. And our readings, Continue to do your readings. I found descriptions and we've seen the many photos of how we were placed body to body, head to head, feet to feet, parallel from one end of the ship to the other. So for the approximate six to 11 weeks that we were on that voyage, there were two styles known as to the packing of the ships with our ancestors. These are human beings that have been put down below. Hmm. The return on investment. Oh, they have two styles, as I said. One which we are always looking at in the photos and our documentaries. It's called a tight pack. Again, the length of the ship. The formats side to side like sardines, as one person said, in a can. That's how they were packed. Now, this caused the spread more easily of disease, the spread of sickness, and the deaths 
occurred more. There was no room again. The air quality was very limited. The stench from body excrement, the lack of food, the lack of water that was clean, all contributed to the deaths of many of the ancestors. The second style was a loose pack. That's what they called it. And it's described as it says. It gave more room as they were fewer ancestors brought on the ships. So remember, we talked about return on investment, ROI. As imperative that our ancestors arrived alive. But even with the loose pact, as they called it, the conditions were still deplorable. Limited air again. It was stale. It was stank. Poor quality of food, drinking water, everything imaginable that was horrible was how our ancestors were laid down in the belly of those ships. I ran across information about the Slave Trade Act of 1788. Now keep in mind, ROI, return on investment and the conditions. So the Slave Trade Act of 1788, which came from the British MV or Prime Minister William Dobin. And the point of this was to regulate conditions on board the slave ships. It was passed it was passed to control the number of ancestors permitted to be carried based on the weight of the ship. So there was some control. There was some control there about the number of ancestors who could be placed. This act also included hmm, return on investment. A doctor. A doctor was on board to care for our ancestors, to treat the sickness, to keep the disease down, but most importantly, to stop the spread of death. So here we go again, return on investments. At the end, when they arrive to their point of destination, if the ancestors survive, then these doctors were given a reward for the number of people who survived return on investments, I'm telling you, they did not care, but what they cared about was money. Health partners, how did we get here? How did we get here? But most importantly, how do we get out? There are some questions that we need to ask more and look more into the British participation in the slave trade. Because remember, they were the ones who owned these ships they were the ones who then financed the slave ships and they carried insurance. So if our ancestors died and they threw our bodies overboard into the ocean, because we know so many are below in the oceans, they still got paid because they had insurance. How horrible is that? Return on investment. It makes me ill. So I want to, before we get to the end of our, our podcast today, I want to just share a couple of uh, poems that I found. And there are several out there, and I encourage you to look them up, that really express hmm, 
the horrible conditions that our ancestors experienced while upon these ships, the conditions that carry over today, racial and ethnic health disparities. So let's look at the first one. It's Sonnet V by Robert Southey. Here is a small portion. Did then the Negro rear at last the sword of vengeance? Did he plunge the thirsty blade in the hard heart of his inhumane lord? Oh, who shall blame him? In the midnight shall his wrongs and wretchedness, when hope can go, no constellation, time can bring no cure. I encourage you to read the whole sonnet V by Robert Southey. Another one, Robert Hayden, he's very well known. Even our own Dr. W.E.B. Du Bois published many of his works in his books, The Python. So I encourage you to go there, but I just want to share a little bit of Robert Hayden poem in Middle Passage. Here is a small portion. Jesus, Estrella, Esperanza, mercy. Sails flashing to the winds like weapons, shocks following the moans, the fever, and the dying. Horror, the corset, and the compass rolls. Middle passage, voyage through death to life upon these shores. Health partners, stay with me as we continue to look at the tentacles of racial and ethnic health disparities to ask the question, how did we get here to explore the transatlantic slave trades, the conditions, the return on investments, who ROI, but it's affecting us today, our health outcomes, our communities are sick and we need to take it back. But most importantly, we have to work together and get the solution to get out. This is Linda Smith. Let's stay connected on the health journey. Keep reading the books I've shared and check out these poems because there are more, so much more. Stay with me next time. Thank you. This is Linda Smith in association with iMail Productions, inviting you to tune in next time to the tentacles of racial and ethnic health disparities. How did we get here? How do we get out? Mm -hmm.